Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. What's up? This is Michael Rapport. You are now listening to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Brand new Smash Mouth I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast live, live from Boston. Me and G Moody take the stage live in Boston with special guest, all-time shit talker, NFL Hall of Famer, Warren Sapp. And it's going to be a hell of a podcast. It's going to be a hell of a story because we brought out special guests that people didn't know, only we knew. New England Patriot, friend of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, returning guest, Julian Edelman, and our man from Boston, shit-talking ball breaker, former NFLer Jermaine Wiggins. This is a barn burner I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast with me and G. Moody, Special guest, Hall of Famer, one of the best football players to ever do it, Warren Sapp, and New England Patriot, Julian Edelman, plus Boston's own Jermaine Wiggins, live on that ass, no Bruno, from Boston. Miles, Jordan, start this puppy off with something real nice, something real proper. It's time... It is time. It's finally here. Football is about to make its long-awaited, long-anticipated return to living rooms all across America. 
You know how I get down with my fantasy football. That means bragging rights, huge cash prizes are up for grabs at DraftKings.com. The leader, the worldwide leader in one-week fantasy sports. I love fantasy football, okay? With one-week fantasy at DraftKings, you choose when to play. Draft a new team every week with no season-long commitments. You know the routine. At DraftKings, you are the GM. You are the boss. You choose your players, stay under the salary cap, and you see how your team stacks up against the competition. Play your friends, play your family, play your sister, play your brother. Take on the world like I do. You know what it is at DraftKings.com. And whether you're an expert or you're just getting started at DraftKings.com, there is a game for every skill level. So you've been thinking about trying one-week fantasy football. Now is the time to play, to celebrate. Week one, DraftKings is hosting a free team pick'em promo. Download the app. Go to DraftKings.com now and use the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. That's R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. All you have to do is pick at least half of the winning teams correctly, and you will win a share of a million dollars. The code's RAPAPORT only at DraftKings.com. The game, inside the game. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash pick them for details. DraftKings. Kings.com. It's fantasy football time. Week one is around the corner. You smell it? I do. Go to DraftKings.com. Let's go. It on? Is it on? Yeah, one, two, one, two, one, two, motherfucking Boston. Oh. Coming to the stage, the three-time podcast co-host of the year, the best in the business, G. Moody. Last name rhymes with duty. Boston. Boston in the motherfucking hit out. And he is the gringo man, Dingo. Michael Rappaport, it's the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, coming live. Yes, yes. Boston. Boston in the place. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Yeah. Looks good, rap. I like it, I like it, I like it. Boston, this has been a long time coming. 617 with the 212. Brooklyn. How's everybody feeling? My name is Michael Rappaport. This is G. Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty. For sure. Hell yeah. And this is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Shit-talking extravaganza. Live from Boston. We're excited to be here. Um, you know, we have a, uh, I'd say a functionally dysfunctional, healthy, very laid out on the table relationship with Boston. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna ignore the elephant in the room. I know, I know, you motherfuckers don't like this Yankee hat, and that's fine. I know you don't like it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But on the way over here, we were thinking because we wanted to start off on a good foot. I don't know, you motherfucker. Oh, this motherfucker looks like Aaron Hernandez. 
You're making me nervous. This motherfucker got broke. His arm broken. You shit. look like Aaron Hernandez, and you're sitting too close. You. He done did some crazy shit, this man. This motherfucker looks like Aaron. Why you got those fucking tattoos, man? <laughs> he aight. Nah, he not aight. <laughs> All the things we love about Boston, and I wanted to, I wanted to read some of those off because, like I said, I want to start things off on a good foot. Guru from the group Gangstar. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's amazing that he's from Boston. Yeah. No, and sincerely, because he, you, like, you're always like, yo, where's this guy? I mean, but he's top. He's top whatever list you're on, Guru from Gangstar. Larry Joe Bird. Yeah. Now, now let's be honest. You guys love, you pray to Larry Bird. <laughs> when I was 13 years old with Gerald. Yes. We walked into the, to the, to the park in the summertime. The great world be free who lit up the Celtics in like 82. No, it was earlier when he was with Cleveland. Okay, but they got lit up. Yeah, they lost, but he, gave a, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated for doing that shit. He said to Gerald, oh shit, you brought Larry Bird into the park, referring <laughs> to me. Now you guys know Larry Bird. <laughs> You love him, you pray to him, you just everything about him. I'm going to let you guys decide once and for all. And you could be honest, because let's, let's, be, let's be really true. As great as Larry Joe Bird is, the hick from French Lick, the best athlete to ever play professional basketball with absolutely no lips. Oh, shit. None. Not fun, no lips. And it's not like Larry Bird, like, because right now, Larry Bird, like, retired Larry Bird, we don't know where he is. I mean, he looks like shit. But in his prime, this guy was always, like, questionable. And then he grew the mullet out like he was always questionable. <laughs> but he was, he's not a beauty contest. He's not George Clooney. He's not a movie star. He's a basketball player. You look like Larry Bird. The question is, do I look like Larry Bird? Yeah, what y'all think? Boston people. He yes like or no? Yes, I look like Larry Bird. No, Larry Bird should smack himself if he ever thinks he looks as good as me. No? They say you look like an ugly motherfucker, man. They Shit. <laughs> Shit. But Larry Bird, man, he, he's the reason why, like, I mean, like, for me, I fell in love with basketball because of Larry Bird. He was great. He was a talk trash, a trash talker. <laughs> but as soon as he put on that dingy green uniform. That's what they call it? Dingy green? Yeah, they got army green, they got... Emerald. And they got dingy, dingy green. Things change. I just couldn't root for him, but I respect the shit at him. So he's the top two on my all-time favorite things about Boston. Uh, number three, new addition. Yeah. Yeah. Donnie and Mark Wahlberg. Bobby Brown, the cluckhead that he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had a friend. Tell us. Like, 91, 92, he said, yo, I was in a friend who used to sell drugs. Yeah. Who doesn't have a friend that used to sell drugs uh, in the early 90s? Come on. Right. We're a Yuri. Come on. 
He came up to Boston. He came up to Boston, and this is before all the Whitney Houston stuff, before, and he said, yo, I mean, you gotta understand how crazy this sounds. This was like 90, he said, yo, I was in Boston, yo, and I sold crack to Bobby Brown. Yep. And we're like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. You sold Bobby Brown, you know. His video, we watching oh, the video. Yeah, he's got the Gumby haircut and. He's a star. And he's like, I'm telling you, he had a green Mercedes, and we sold, I sold that motherfucker crack. Lo and behold, our friend was right. Yeah. <laughs> Where there's smoke, there's fire. I, I've always come to know that with, with, with rumors, Hollywood rumors. <laughs> no one wanted to believe Whitney Houston. No one wanted to believe Bobby Brown was on crack. Yeah. No one wanted to believe it, but the shit was true. And our friend, Boo Bear, sold him crack in the 90s. <laughs> Thought he was nuts. I remember yeah. I was like, this guy's fucked. Like, why would you make that it's right. crazy? You sold Bobby Brown crack. <laughs> Ed OG and the Bulldogs. Hell yeah. Arrow Smith. Yeah. Uh, the TV show Boston Public. <laughs> Dennis Leary, Bill Burr. Yeah. Goodwill Hunting. The movie Ted. Willie McGinnis. Bobby Orr and Wade fucking Boggs. What a, <laughs> yeah, 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 we love Wade fucking Boggs. Yeah, yeah we love him. He's, a, he's your guy, right? Yeah, they don't like this motherfucker no more? Yeah, we don't like Wade Boggs anymore? Because he came to us and won them chips. Yeah, you see, I didn't say that fucking hillbilly Roger Clemens, right? I, we uh, never wanted him. Tom Brady, you don't fuck with Tom? I fuck with Tom. <laughs> we'll get to Tom later. He gets his own section. <laughs> Things that we don't necessarily like about Boston and we want you to come to terms with. Yeah. Things that we want you to come to terms with. Listen, I know this city is fiercely loyal. You love all things Boston. But do you think that we love every single thing about New York? No, you have to come to terms. This is a great city. Yeah. This is a tough city. This is a, a successful sports town with the worst sense of humor about your sports. <laughs> if you're so fucking great, you could take a couple of jokes. We'll deal with that in the Tom Brady section. We're not there yet. <laughs> We're not there yet. <laughs> We're not there yet. Now, things that I want you guys to come to terms with that are just absolutely regrettable about the city of Boston. Are you ready? People in the back there, are you ready? I got security, so when I rattle off this list, don't try any shit. <laughs> Number one, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Oh. What happened to the Funky Bunch? Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch is a fucking hickey on the asshole of Boston. Damn. The Funky Bunch. The fucking Funky Bunch? Marky Mark and the fuck. Now, I said I love Mark Wahlberg and Dorney. Dorney. <laughs> but feel it, feel it. That, uh, good vibrations. That's a, that's a hip hop classic. The Boston Bruins team that ran into the stands in 1979 in Madison Square Garden. Oh. That was fucking scary. Yeah. They did some gang shit in the garden. I don't remember those cocksuckers' names, 
but one of them took off one of the customer's shoe yeah, and beat him with his own shoe. At nine years old, you can't help but to be frightened to death by anything that comes from Boston. Yeah. And they had the black and the yellow. Imagine you're at a hockey game, you're nine, at Madison Square Garden, the greatest, most famous arena in the world. Yeah. Gotta say that. Come on, man. Imagine you're at a hockey game at the world's most famous arena, and some guys in black and yellow Ice skates and hockey sticks climb over glass. How the fuck do you climb over yeah. glass and hockey sticks? What were they saying to make these motherfuckers climb over? Snatch the cotton candy out of your father's hand. Abusive. And beat him with his own shoe. Boston, they bout it, bout it, yo. Now, I gotta say, I was, I was a little <laughs> jealous that wasn't a New York team. Yeah. Boston Celtic Craig Kite. Oh, I like I, Greg. I, I, I didn't like him. I, I like Greg. I'm not going to say the word that, that Craig Kite always reminded me of, but I just didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like it. He was a butcher, that fucking animal, Craig Kite. Where did they find him? I love See? it. He's, look at it. Like, they get, no, they get so upset. He's yeah, like, who's yeah. your, who is your 12th man in 1986, 12th man. you fucking you asshole? about the 12th man, yo? I didn't pay for this shit. I didn't come here to hear about Craig Kite sucking. Word. You cocksucker. Who was your 12th man? 12th man. I really respected Pedro Martinez. I liked him. Respected him. Yeah. I respected him. He was great. Pedro. He was great. Fantastic. Boston regret Pedro Martinez part A. That fucking Jerry curl. Oh, yeah. No, that wasn't natural. natural. My ass. It was 20 years too late. No one in the world was wearing a jerry curl yeah, when a, Pedro Martinez was wearing a jerry Even Michael Jackson was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. He had an S curl. Pedro Martinez so, regret B. When that cocksucker, yeah, he assaulted an old man. He yeah. threw Don Zimmer down. Yeah. That was elder, elder abuse. Assault! How you gonna flip, how you gonna flip that motherfucker over Lock like that? him up! Now listen, I loved, I, after the smoke was cleared, when I watched the videotape of him grabbing Zim by that bald fucking melon. Yeah. Yo, that was some bullshit, man. That was some bullshit. He could've, he could've killed that old guy, man. Yeah, that was some bullshit. I, again, I respected it. Just like I hate to say that I respect the Philadelphia Eagle fans, but watching them boo Kobe Bryant in person at an All-Star game, you have, to, you have to respect that shit. Watching the videotape of them throwing snowballs at Santa Claus, you got to go. Yeah. You got to tip your hat. Yeah, especially New York people. Like, I damn, mean, we, that's dope. And finally, finally, and I'm going to stand behind this chair for this one. <laughs> Who you got? Who you got? Oh, they're like, watch it. Why? They'll, they'll still turn on it. They don't yeah. care that they, they don't care. That piss hole. 
that dump. The Boston Garden. Yeah. I'll tell you why. With I'll no, tell you why. <laughs> no, motherfucker. No AC. Let me explain. No air condition. Dead spots. in the floor. That's how y'all win? in the building. That's how y'all win? Yeah. No windows in the dressing rooms for your team. Yeah. None of that stuff. But I acknowledged everything. I acknowledge. Listen, I'm not going to sit here. One of the things that I don't understand about the Boston sports, especially as of late, because we all know in baseball, but when did you win your first World Series, you fucks? When was the first year you won? What year was that? 2000? 2004. After 100 so like a, a hundred, years. After 100 years. 100 years of misery. Now, a now you're out of the hole. It's fine. But you've been just successful upon successful upon su- successful. You got Super Bowl rings and things. You got NBA championships. Yeah. You got it all. There's no hate. We acknowledging all this, man. Well, you got it all. But the, but the sense of humor about when you don't win, I don't know, is it because you lost for 100 years and you don't want to go back? You don't want to get on some Make America Great shit and live in the past? <laughs> it's okay. You guys are good. You got all sorts of championships. Yep. You, you, I'll say it right here to your faces. I'll say it right here in, Bo- right here in Boston. Oh, don't fuck with that Yankee hat like that, bitch. Fucking take my hat. The greatest football team in modern day history. You got it. Yeah. That wipes out 100 years of all I mean, bullshit. what do you want me to say? And the greatest quarterback ever. I'll say it. Nah. No, these guys. No, you, you nah. be weary. Joe Montana, man. Be, be <laughs> weary. Be this little circle over here, this table. You should be weary. What money say? No, no, no. Uh, uh. No, no, no. Because when I give you the, when I give you the, the ball rub, the smack on the ass is coming. So you should be weary. I get it. It's fine. It's not a problem. The greatest football team in modern day history, yeah. except for on three specific days. Yeah. Y- y'all motherfuckers thought y'all was going to go undefeated. Thought you were going to. You lost to Eli Manning. Eli Manning is somehow twice, you fuck. Twice. Two fucking times. Yeah. A guy, a quarterback, the leader of the team, no matter if it's going good or going bad, he's got the world's most static still resting bitch face ever. He could get sacked, blood coming down his face, nothing. Nothing. They're down by 36, nothing. They win the Super Bowl, nothing. You lost to him. (laughs) And don't let me start talking. He got the TB12 body. That motherfucker say he eats so good. He eats so good. I expected the motherfucker to look like Lou Ferrigno. He look, he, he made He look like fucking you. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady's a fucking genius because I think that photo had to be photoshopped. He's like, I got this chiseled face. I got the blue eyes. I got the, I got the chin. I got the John Travolta cleft. I got the jawline that, that you could cut meat on. Yeah. Do you guys like him as a quarterback, or, or do you guys want to fuck him? I yeah. mean, I'm talking to yeah. the fellas here. Right. I'm, I'm talking to the we, guys. That's what we said. That's what we said. I can't tell if Ben Affleck is a fan or he wants to fuck him. Word. 
Oh, shit. They get raunchy out here, bruh. <laughs> um, all right, so this is your guy. I, I would say, like, I had a, uh, an affection for this guy when, when, we, uh, when we met because he likes to talk a lot of shit. And I always think it's weird, like that Boston accent, which I think, is that fake? Is that real? I don't, I don't hear nobody with it. No, they got it. She got the Boston accent. Uh. You don't fact check. But uh, I want to uh, bring uh, up to the stage to talk a little shit. Uh, you guys know him. He needs no introduction to you guys. Boston own New England Patriot, former New England Patriot. Jermaine Wiggins come to the stage. Yeah, yeah. Jay Wiggins. Jay Wiggins in the pudding. All right. What's up, everybody? Wiggins! So they told me uh, Scal and Terry Rozier were going to be here, but I ended up with these two fucking clowns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scal and Scary Terry. So what's it like? You go through... That's right. So what's it like? You've been through a, a bunch of shitholes, and then you come to the greatest city in America. Oh. I have to say. That's good. We balance like it out. That's good. It's good. This is smart. He's from New York, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, don't get too close, all right? Motherfucker, I'll snatch your chain, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that. You might not make it far. <laughs> Wiggs, are you from here? Born and raised. You see that? Wow. Born, raised, bred. Born and raised. My mother still lives in the city. Wow. Now, now you heard what I was saying backstage about yeah, that. Yeah, I heard. I heard all your shit. Now, I, now do you have you a sense? ML Carr? ML Carr? ML Carr. Right? Cedric him. Maxwell? Cornbread? Jerry Seasting. That cripple Bill Walton. Uh, but then you bring up, um, you say, the, uh, the greatest arena, Madison Square Garden. World's what? most famous. Yes. How many titles the Celtics have? Yeah. How many Knicks have? That's right. The greatest arena is the Boston Garden. <laughs> you know I, that yeah. they found numerous dead animals in that shithole when That's they right. knocked it down? Yeah, and they also found a bunch of Nick players in there, too. <laughs> 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 When's the last time the Knicks been good? Oh, it's been a... Willis it's, Reed was on the team, oh, wasn't it? Oh, shit. We, we, yeah, we can't even talk no, about that. No, you know shit. what it was? The last time the Knicks were good, you had one of our Massachusetts Boston natives. That was Pat Ewing, so... Was oh. the last time the Knicks were he good. ain't from here. He's from Jamaica. He no, fucking came he's born here. Ra- he was right... Ra- he went to our Cambridge Ridge and Latin. And Mike Jarvis. Right over yeah. there. Ramel Robinson. Ramil. There you go. Yeah. Listen, I said I respect Boston, but why is it... Like, like, why is it the, the lack of sense of humor about... Is it the inferiority complex? Because at the end of the day, like, listen, I love Boston. I love fucking Boston. <laughs> but the inferiority complex, it's just, it's never quite going to well, be New no, York. No, no. I mean, what is it, it, it Wigs? It, it's because what there, is are, it? there are so many haters out there that hate on us, right? So what we have to do is we're like pit bulls, you back in a corner. You talk shit, you get bit. And, and I noticed, I know I, I get that, I understand that, but like you, like, you got great comedians that come from this city. Yeah. I mean, the list is, I named a couple, but there's the, the history of comedy. Out of yeah. oh, so many. <laughs> but you can't, I mean, like I said, the greatest franchise, you right. were part of it. Right. Except for on three days. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's like yeah, yeah. five right. rings is good. It fits on one hand. Eight would have been cool. Right. right. You know, we got to be generous. We got to give back every now and then. We can't, <laughs> I mean, you know, we can't control everything. 
Now you 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 played in Super Bowls. Yes. Wow. So so when when I ask you like your you played in two, right? Yes. Okay, one with the Patriots, one against them. When I, when I ask you your your memory of that, what's the first thing that comes in first your first your first one? Like what's the first thing that you like sort of rattle off about? Uh beating the uh Raiders in the snowball. That was a good one. That was a good one because we had to come back from that one. Um, we, you know, and then when we went to Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship, we led in that game, and then ultimately the Super Bowl to start the you know greatest dynasty in all of uh, sports history. Football. Uh, I don't football know about history. football. I'd say all of sports. We talk about the Patriots organization; they're the best franchise in all of sports. No, no well, the Yankees have. I don't even yeah, know. We the Tuck Rule. Don't Was that that game? The, the Tuck Rule. The Tuck Rule. That's that game. That's that game. Oh. So yeah. what, what is your, what is, what was that? What, like, that was cheating. No, that was a rule. Without rules, this world would be a, this world the, the would be a chaos. The guy's arm wasn't going forward. Hey, listen, we don't make the rules. We just abide by them. You should know better coming now, from New York. Now, now that's an interesting, that's an interesting segue. That is an interesting segue. <laughs> you said, we don't make the rules, nope. we we just abide them. Now I want to leave right. that alone because you guys. I think that that could like that could really stir things up. And no, this is going. This is a great show. That's a great show. <laughs> but all right, all right, sometimes so, they get bent a little bit, but we still abide. Bent, by them. bent, like yeah, like bent. Yeah, That's you bent all, it. all right. What is what is your take on 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 your Patriots this year? And and what what do you got for me? Um, is the floor going to come out on Tommy Ball? What have they been doing every year for like the past seven years, seven eight years? Getting to the AFC Championship, getting to the Super Bowl. So you feel good about it? Yeah, they'll be back in the Super Bowl. Come on, man. Talk about the Patriots. Okay, Who, who's going to challenge them in the AFC? I'm the asking Jets. you. Huh? I'm Nobody. Ask- Nobody. Nobody's going to challenge them. Nobody's going to challenge them in the, A, uh, in the AFC. Now they'll either play, I think, Minnesota or the Rams, but I like Minnesota coming out of the NFC. That's your prediction. I like that. Patriots, Minnesota. All right. Wow. We hear it. We hear it today. And, and what is your whole, what, what do you know? How are your Giants going to do? We're going to be fine. Oh, you are? Yeah, we might mosey on into the playoffs and meet you guys. <laughs> Giants and- winning the Super Bowl, B. Yeah. yeah. Nine, more like seven and nine. Hey. Yeah. And the Super Bowl. I think we were nine, <laughs> you get nine and the- seven when we... When we, we cracked that ass. Listen. Listen, you know what, what I'm saying, right? Is, you know, you know what I'm saying. Y'all motherfuckers hey, thought y'all was going 19 hey, and 0. You know, you know what I'm saying. A blind squirrel finds a nut or like Stevie Wonder finds a hoe every now and then. <laughs> hey, the Giants got lucky. What do you what do you think of my like guy twice. Saquon Barkley? Twice. Saquon, I like Saquon. Is like he Sa- is he the real deal? Uh, we gonna find out. We gonna find out. We're gonna find out right away. Yeah, we gonna find out yeah, right away. Exactly. Yeah. And what do you what do you think of uh, like you you know guys you cover sports you're from Boston Malcolm Jenkins, not Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, Malcolm Butler. Butler. Once you get in Bill's doghouse, ain't no getting out. Oh. Even in the Super Bowl. Even in the Super Bowl. I didn't agree with it, but you know what? Hey, when you look at what Bill did and you will, like, I know from playing with Belichick, and I know when you do something and that motherfucker puts you in that doghouse, and we've seen it before, you are not getting out. He don't care who you are. But can't you go in the doghouse the week after the Super Bowl? Because don't you think, because listen, yeah. I'm going to tell you something. I, if he would have played, I think they win a Super Bowl. He makes one of those plays. One yeah. play, that's he all you one need. makes one plays, yes. Because the offense did the damn thing. Five, Brady right. threw for 505 yards. I mean, guy can't How much do, did he throw? 505. Super, uh, record, right? Now, I, had a, I, was in a, I was in a conundrum. 
Because <laughs> as, a, as a Super Bowl, the Super Bowl comes up and it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, I God. can't stand those miserable motherfuckers. Nick Foles, what's good? <laughs> first, the, first, the New England Patriots. Yes. I didn't know what to do with myself, right. but I have to enjoy the game. I'm not going to sit there like, I'm not looking forward to watch Lady Gaga jump out of the fucking the stadium. You can only do what you can do, and that's root for the Pats. We need to get you a Pats hat and uh, maybe you know, some other Pat. Get rid of that New York hat. Get this motherfucker a Steve Grogan jersey. Huh? <laughs> Bledsoe. Get him a Bledsoe jersey. So you agree that that would have been a game-changing thing? Yeah, if he would have played, I think he would have made one play. So, so Bill Belichick lost the Super Bowl, is what you're saying? I'd say Bill had a hand in it. He had, definitely had a hand in it. Bill definitely, no. Yeah, he had a hand no. in it. He lost it. He had a hand in it. But guess what did Malcolm do? Yeah, what did he do? Strip club. I mean, wait, wait, hold uh, on, hold on. Strip club. That, hold on, hold on. That's a crime? What? What, huh? what am I lying about? <laughs> what am I lying about? I got a face only a mother can love. What, what did he do that could keep him out of the Super Bowl? Or what? Here, give me. Here, let us figure it out. Give me, give me the switch. top three, the top three things that he might have done. All right, number one. First off, uh, <laughs> hating on Bar Jovi. That's the first thing. Who snitched? Uh, number one, the first thing that you could do to get in the doghouse and not play is miss a team plane to go down to the Super Bowl. Not be prepared when you're down in the Super Bowl. Miss some curfews or some meetings. It don't matter. So no, no, that's not how Real Bill man. works. A couple years ago, Tyquan Underwood played for the iPad. Uh, they, they, they cut him. <laughs> You're going deep. Yeah, buddy. Hey, I told you, if I was Belichick, he would have been playing. Yeah, and then we'll deal with you later. Right. Yes. We'll now, cut you after. No, he was getting paid either way. Did, when you're going into a game like that, yes. obviously the media doesn't know anything, and you're able, no. you know, somehow, some way, you're able to keep things quiet. But do, do you think that the, the Patriots, or even the Patriots defense, at least, or there was key people on the Patriots that knew he was everybody gonna, knew everybody on the like Patriots. on that team knew what was going on. But but like let's say I don't know who the like the real verbal captain is. Whoever it may be, verbal captain. No, like who's yeah. the guy? You know, there's captains and there's guys like that Brady. talk. McCordy. Okay, McCourty's they don't one. go yo. Bill, fucking cut him later. Yeah. Make him, make him Brady, do gas. What the fuck is you doing, Brady? Yo, what the? <laughs> they don't go, no, they don't go, hey, Bill, what the fuck is you doing? <laughs> they don't do that. It don't work that way in New England. Maybe if they would have done that, maybe that motherfucker would have played. No, then that motherfucker would be sitting on the sideline <laughs> next to Butler. And we would have been like, why ain't McCordy playing? Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Jermaine, I appreciate All right, all right. I'll turn that fucking. See? Who? All right. I want to, yo, we're going to move the show along because we, we're, we're, we've been rocking. Jermaine, thank you for rocking. Not a problem. Anytime. Jay yes, sir. Walter. Find it. It's always a pleasure. All right, people ask me for advice all the time. Sports advice, life advice, betting advice. Okay? And, and I'm going to be honest. I can't guarantee Who's going to win what game? But I can tell you, who you're betting on is just as important as where you're placing your bets. And the only place I put my bets is at mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag is the best in the business. They've been the best in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy as shit to use. 
I take pride in who the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast does business with. And I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. Okay? You win, they pay. That's it. You win, they pay at mybookie.ag. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over and under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Dollar for dollar. Use the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, to activate the offer now. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code RAPAPORT when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. That's it. Go to MyBookie.ag now. All right, so you know we got Warren Sapp coming up here. Hall of Famer. You got to preface. I mean, he's, oh, he won every award. I'm not even going to read off the list. If there's an award with football, Word. he won it. The baddest cat. Welcome to the stage. All everything in the NFL. Fantastic shit talker. Hell Warren yeah. Sapp. The great Hall of Famer. Warren to that. Sap, what up? What it do, baby? What's up, Boston? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I got to tell you something. I, I go to a lot of cities, but I got to tell you, Boston, Philly, New York, that whole East, Eastern fucking 95 corridor, y'all some real-ass fans, I got to tell you. Yeah. That's why, that's why I had to come out with my, my Yankee, because I couldn't let my man, Mr. New York, get all his shit Thank by you. himself. Ah, yes. So I, I, come on at me a little bit. Those, they, those are beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> those are beautiful. And they call loud mouths. They're, they're, those What's are, better? Those are gorgeous. <laughs> What's better? Loud mouth, right? Sap, so, so thank you for coming. No, thanks for having me, brother. Um, we're here in Boston. Yeah. So the Patriots, when you played, just like, what is, your, what is your take on when you played the Patriots, the, the, their legacy, what they mean to the NFL, just the whole thing? Like, give it, give it to them. Like, give, it, give them some nice ice cream to eat on. They're some winning motherfuckers. I mean, <laughs> I mean you, if, if you don't understand, if you don't respect the championships in which they hold, then you don't understand the game in which we play. Why are they so good year after year after year? And why are they the only team that seems like they're able to, with this term, I know it's not as simple as it, but why is it the only team where they seem to be able to plug and play? Well, because it's the Bill and Tom excellent adventure. You know, the two things that don't change is Bill and Tom. Yeah. When you have a head coach that the other head coaches feel like hell, you know, because the only time I've ever seen Bill off his game is like when Harbaugh came in that one playoff game, 33 to 20, and fucking Rice ran crazy and they had a plan. You have to come in this place with a plan to execute and, and go after them because they're going to come after your ass. And they're coming after you with the best shit they got going in their house or on the road or wherever they're going because they prepare. They, 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 play, they, yeah. they, they do it the way it's supposed to be fucking done. I mean, that's, that's the problem when everybody looking at them like they cheat. I'm like, shit, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying to win. I don't know what the hell. Fuck out of oh, here. These motherfuckers clapping Fuck for the cheating. Here. Hey. Filming the hotel room. If you room. ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And I don't hear nothing <laughs> else about that shit. If I, can, if I can get your damn plays from the hotel fucking staff, you done threw it in the garbage can, we getting that shit. We whooping your ass and you going home. Yes. But, but this, ah. whole, this whole, yeah. this whole notion 
of plug and play when they'll put in, you know, like a star player. No, 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 because. What is that? How no, do no, they no. do Let that? Let me help you out. Let me help you out because you, you, you're thinking this in a whole, you know, like as a fucking chemistry experiment. It's not. Do your damn job. That's what they say. That's no, the no, 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 no. Is that it's true? Just, it's just that simple. Because me, Warren Sapp, on the football field, I ain't shit by myself. Because the 11 finna tear my ass up. They finna run left, right, everywhere. But when I have that temper too, and that bitch is intact, and you rerouting and making him go where we want him to go, and sending him this way, right. your ass is grass. We <laughs> digging the hole. Right. That's what you do as a football team. You all dig the hole. And once you dig the hole, throw his ass in, yeah. and now cover him up, and let's go. Oh. It's situational yes. football. Right. Whenever you see the Patriots in any city, like, all right, I'll give you a prime example. I'm standing right beside Shannon Sharp at the Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm watching this shit, and, Shan and, and Julio makes this catch. Right. On the 25-yard line, I look at Shannon, I say, it's over. He said, what do you mean? I said, the only thing they got to do is run it three times, make them call their timeouts, and kick the damn field goalie up 11. It's over. We're talking about the Atlanta. The Atlanta yeah. game. Right. These assholes come up with some brilliant plan that now we finna go. No, after the first play that they didn't realize that Bill finna blitz the shit out of him because right. he needs the ball back. They hand this damn <laughs> thing to Dante Freeman. He goes, oh shit. I mean, it's about an eight yard, three yard loss in the backfield. They all over him. Shannon looks at me. I'm like, he calling time out. He's like, what? I'm like, he needs the ball back. He can't win unless he gets the ball back from him and they don't score right here. And Shannon's looking at me, and he's looking confused. I'm like, damn, I'm glad Tony Dungy taught me the game because right, right. <laughs> evidently Bill, Bill, uh, Brian, Billick, Brian Billick and all that bullshit over there, they, 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 weren't, they weren't teaching football. Or, or so I'm looking at this shit, you know, I'm, like, I'm looking at this shit like, are you kidding me right now? This, this is one, two, three football. Right. You, you get in fucking goal line, you run it at them, you make them call a timeouts, you don't lose any more yards, you kick the fucking field goal, you up 11. There's no way you lose the game that were, way. Were they essentially, I mean, obviously there's, there's... No, they go to the sideline and come up with, Matt Ryan wants to run his favorite play. What a dumb fuck this is. <laughs> Give a That's fuck it. what your favorite play is. We here for a championship, you asshole. That's why, and that's why they lost. Was that, so is that, oh no, because now you drop back the pass, they light your ass up, there's a sack or incomplete pass, the clock stops, there's yeah. a holding penalty, you move back 10 yards. I'm looking at Shannon, I'm like, do you see this shit? <laughs> Skip Bayless is going to tear your ass up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. That's when the I, and then when I, I, I patted him on the shoulder when they, when they was putting that shit to him, I'm like, Tom Brady down eight. You forget that shit. There's a tie game. We going yeah. to overtime. Yeah. It was like we it going, was, to, it we was going like, to overtime. We're gonna get me a good spot to watch this overtime because <laughs> up here in this damn booth that's way up here is too high. I need to get down. So so I mean obviously there's factors, there's players, there's plays, but essentially would, is that considered they got out coached? And what does that mean? Is that is that a perfect no, example no, 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 of it? No. Not, not so much out coach is you got out situational football because that's the one thing Bill always talks about is situational football. Yeah. When it's third and seven, you backed up on your whatever yard line. This is how we play this situation. When you have right. the ball on the 25 yard line, the 35 is the last, the, the prime last position we want because then that's the 53 yard because it's eight yards from 35 plus 10. That's in the back of the end zone, 53 yard field goal. They were 10 yards in front of that. When that shit ended, they were at midfield. Right. In no position to win the fucking game. And now you got to kick it to Tom and he's down eight. And we implemented a two-point play just for this shit. We're Over. going to overtime. Yeah. 
And it was it. He going to overtime. It was over. Once you get the overtime, it's over. And, and he got the ball. Stop. It's finished. <laughs> over. That's when I was underneath. Super Bowl chance. I was underneath my coffee table. I was, yeah, I was, I I was calling Chick Fil A because I wanted some shit afterwards. But the game was over. <laughs> oh, it's over. Yeah. That you was do terrible, not, man. You do not give Bill and Tom one more shot to cut your damn nuts off. No, They're falling. Yeah. All right. Off they come. Um. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey. Who the hell? He he made he made the rounds. Uh, the Jacksonville uh, uh, defensive uh, defensive back, cornerback. Uh, oh no no, I know you're talking about. Okay. okay okay all right. You gotta all give right. me a number, a team, or something. Okay. Man, I, I, He's young, the young shit talker. Yeah, yeah, young shit talker. Everybody yeah. was up in arms because they're like Jalen Ramsey. Was, he gave critique on all the quarterbacks. Oh, every single one. This one's this. Oh, yeah, I heard about and that. And the, the best he could say about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, he said they don't suck. That was him giving them love. So I wanted to, I wanted to throw. <laughs> okay, all right. I wanted to throw different NFL people currently right now and have you rattle off your feelings on all, everything. You think, you think this kid didn't really know who the hell they were talking about? Oh, no, so he, he knew. Oh, I'm just he, making sure. He's our type know. of shit talker. Okay, all right, like all right. I got to go check him now. He, he didn't do all. I got to go yeah. check him. All right. I love that you don't even know who this motherfucker is. I have no is. fucking idea who he's he's a Hall of Famer. I, I didn't know that motherfucker with defensive player of the year won a championship. We don't do that shit. I go every summer and sit and eat with Jim Brown, fucking Richard Dent, Lawrence Taylor, yeah, running yeah. Lod, no motherfuckers. So, this, so these internet babies with these likes, views, and followers, yeah, all right, do something. So, okay, so all right, but yes, before I get to the current guys, let me ask you this. All right. My guy Lawrence Taylor, Ooh. the greatest football Ooh. player ever, won MVP while on crack. Uh-huh. Full flesh. I mean, that's documented. He That's was the best gr- football player. How I mean, will that ever be crack? duplicated again? No. 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 I mean, that's that's not a, like a, a like a performance hey man, enhancing hey, hey drug. Man, hey man, eighty five. That was some good cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo Escobar never had some good cocaine, man. Right. right. I've seen the movies. That was I, a good era. But that was, they, they say it was a good era, man. All right, so I'm gonna throw some names at you. <laughs> John Gruden is now back in football. He's out of the booth. Talk about what you expect from him. Talk about playing for him. What? Just give me your John Gruden breakdown. We're about to find out if these kids like something other than likes, views, and followers. Because John Gruden don't give a damn about that. Explain. I mean, yeah. He, 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 this man shows up. To, he leaves his house at about 3 o'clock in the morning, gets to the work around 316, 317 at the latest. At the latest. <laughs> Because I've actually driven up to the job one morning because my old curfew was like 2.30 in the morning. So I called her wife. I'm like, hold on, baby. I got to see if this shit real. She's like, what? I'm, like, I'm going to be home around about 3, 3.30 at the latest, but I got to go see if this shit real. I pulled up in one buck and parked in his spot and half-assed went to sleep. <laughs> that motherfucker drove up about 3.15, blowing the horn. I'm like, what the? I put it in drive and drove off. He looked like, what are you doing? I said, I just wanted to see if the myth was real and drove off. <laughs> Gruden is about that work. This son bitch loves football. Right. And, you and can he, tell. And he's going to put in the work like Bill puts in the work to have every situation that you can possibly get in this football game. I've already gone over it. So when it happens, I need you to just react and do your job. Right. right. And most people can't get that done. So we finna find out because he's going to cut some people out. Oh, my <laughs> God. How, oh. how much better will he make, like, the people, like, how much better will he make the, the Derek Cars. How much better will he make my guy Cooper Amari, who like Listen. freak like he's my fantasy guy last year? Like how much? How Have much? You ever met that kid? No. That's the most unassuming Dade County kid I've ever seen in my twenty 
seven years. He's from Miami, Northwestern, one of the, one, I'm talking about right in the heart of Liberty City. Like one of them, them places, when you go on Friday night, you might need security. Yeah, yeah like one of those places. Overton. No, 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 but this kid is so quiet, doesn't say a word, and then he's got Jordy Nelson, and if they let that uh, Martellus Bryant, oh my God. They're going to score 20-something-plus points, 25, 27, 30. So they're in good shape. Yeah, they're going to score. But you got to be able to stop some people, too. So we're going to figure out what that defense has. Okay, so... so the, and Khalil Mack's not there, so... Okay, so I was going to ask you about the business of football has oh. changed. It's changing every single day. Talk to me about, number one, Khalil Mack, and number two, the thing that's been discussed all throughout the preseason. And I don't know the rules and everything. Obviously, we all... Whether you're fans of, of a team or not, a team, you don't want to see anybody hurt. So Khalil Mack and then go into the helmet to helmet, not helmet oh. to helmet. Are the defensive players oh. at a – is this going to be oh. the highest scoring oh. NFL season ever? Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. I've, I've always said they built the Audubon in the middle of the, the, the NFL. I mean, just right down the middle of the field because that was the most precious real estate you when had. When did that get built? What year? Uh, around 08, 09, right when I left the game. They wouldn't let you hit them anymore. I mean, because that dumbass in Philadelphia, Dante Robinson, was running across the damn zone like this here. I'm like, do you not know his zone, asshole? You better sit down. And you remember him and that kid yeah. ran into each other, and I mean, that was the beginning and of the end. Went to flying everywhere. They just too dumb, you know, because they're so used to you know typing on their phone with Bing yeah. and Google, and they're getting an answer, and the shit's Wikipedia is wrong. <laughs> so I don't understand what they're doing. But it's not just Khalil Mack. It's also Aaron Donald. So are they going to play football no, this no, year? No, no, no. I don't think so because these two. All right, I'm just, I'm just giving you what I hear in the streets and what I hear on the word is real good word. They say you're asking for top five quarterback money. Aaron Donald. Asking for top five quarterback money. Which? No, 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 no. Break Let it down. Let me get finished with this. Top five quarterback money is Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. I mean, like, 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 like stupid money, like, like 25 million, right? Per, yeah. Okay. No, 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 hold on, hold on. I, like 20, like 25 up, right? Yeah. No, no, 25 up, right? Top 25, top four. 30. Jesus Christ. 30 per. Hold on, hold on. That's five times what I made. I made six million in my best year. So you telling me Aaron Donald's five times the player I was? So no, 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 no. I got a better one for you. One of those top five quarterbacks if I'm not remembering right, went into Los Angeles Coliseum and kicked his ass in a playoff game. <laughs> so how the hell are you asking for top five money if yeah. the top five quarterback beat you? Take the stand-up triple, 18, 22 million. That ain't enough. Is that, is, that top five, is that top five defensive tackle money? No, that's stupid top five. Right? That's, that's, that's off the chart defensive so did, tackle money. But, but as far as performance, does he deserve it, Aaron? Not top five money. Is he not a not top, top five, five quarterback? No, 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 no. But, it, but, but in his be, position. To be one of the highest paid defenders in the game, yes. So, so But you can't be the highest paid defender by yourself. Right. That's why I needed Derrick Brooks. I needed Simeon Rice. I needed Rondé Bob. Right, I needed right. John Lynch. Right. I mean, you, if you don't have room or, or, or understanding that I have to fit my quarterback, my running back, my receiver underneath this cap too. Yeah. It just can't be about you. Right. This ain't the damn NBA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you think do yeah. you think that do you think he's going like so based on Hey, what, I watched Gilbert Arenas make 18 million dollars in Orlando. They call himself the Hibachi Grill and that shit never got hot. Yeah. The motherfuckers ain't never That shit never got hot in Orlando. And 18 million dollars now. 18 million dollars we paid the Hibachi Grill just to drive a damn van around Orlando. Nah. That's that bullshit. Yeah. 
what would happen to the NFL? <laughs> Not the teams. If those two stars don't play, what what happens? The, Co- na- the National Football League went on strike. <laughs> All the stars was gone, and we still watch that shit. You know what I'm saying? We right. watch fucking football in a fucking garbage can with arena football. They about to start a new football league, the AAFL. Yep. They got touch football running around this bitch with Mike Vick running around, and y'all with the big three. We will watch anything. Just don't let it be paint dry, and we ain't got no sports on that TV. That's all we want. Right. Give us something. Give us yeah. something from athletes and go. Give a damn about yeah. no Khalil Mack and no damn Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. These Patriots going. got all their people in camp ready to go to work, right? We just missing our quarterback at Tampa. We all right in three weeks. So here we go. The 99th oh. season going to kick off, and that bitch going to be great. You oh, Jameis Winston? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, a little trouble oh, okay. with the Uber driver. Oh, he going at the Uber driver. Shut up. <laughs> Leave my quarterback alone. Don't bother my quarterback or my kid. I don't play that that's, shit. That's get off of me. Get off of me. He called I heard he, that Wiggins dude tell that, you don't get too close. That's my quarterback. You up here, you up here with your camo like the local dope dealer. Yeah, shit. motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so yeah, he... Get a 20 he, sack. He, <laughs> Gerald quoted Terrell Owens. Ter, should Terrell Owens play... Can Terrell Owens play in the NFL? Who gives a shit? We've already watched 130 plus touchdowns, 15,000 yards, the fucking push-ups in the front yard, the sit-ups in the front yard, the fucking helicopter over the top, the, the next press conference by Rosa House. What the fuck else? Go home, Terrell. That's what I said. Go the fuck home. I, I haven't seen shit other than on a football field that was entertaining. I saw the reality show that sucked like hell too. Get the fuck home. Yeah. Seen enough Pick of your shit. See, man, haven't, yeah. I, am I the only one that feels this way? I've heard enough of this yeah. shit. Enough of that, Fuck man. Out of here. What, I know you. I know you take a lot of pride in being in the Hall of Fame, as you should. I, and I and I like Terrell. You know, Terrell. Terrell. We all like him. We don't. You don't know no black guys named Terrell. Uh, they all named Terrell. That's what I said. The damn show from Tennessee. They all named Terrell. There ain't no damn Terrell. 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 I don't. Right. I don't know no I black man named Terrell. Yeah. If you know black coaches, Terrell, motherfucker. Terrell, Terrell, get your ass over here, boy. It ain't, it ain't Terrell. He want Terrell. He could, ain't he no could. black woman from Tennessee ever said Terrell. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. My in-law from Murfreesboro, yes. Terrell. The borough, baby. He, could, he corrected me, so I like to say. Oh, no, he did that shit to me at the yeah, Superstars that's, that's, competition, and I walked off from his ass. That's you a white guy. Yeah, I walked <laughs> off from his ass. I said, I got an alter ego, too, and it's QB killing. You don't want that motherfucker on the set, because... <laughs> He know. He knows. He knows. Yeah. He, oh, he, he was on your thing and hit you with the tarot. Yeah. You should have hit his ass with it. I don't know no black guy named Terrell. What's your grandma name you? Terrell. Terrell. All day. Terrell, get your ass. Yeah. Like, what, what's the, what's the, Gerald, what's the lead singer of the Commodore's name? Lionel. Right. But no, Lionel. it's not. He say uh, Lionel. Lionel Richie. But in Birmingham, it's Lionel. It's he Lionel. He Lionel. <laughs> like Lunel. Right. Parnell and Parnell. <laughs> We've been doing this for years, y'all. <laughs> we, we left off the L's and went to the A's. Now yeah. it's Aisha and fucking Tanika and fuck. Um, all right, I'll, th- I'll throw <laughs> quick, quick, hit, quick hit names at you. Uh, Eli Manning. Ooh. At the end of his rope. But do you think there's some rope to hang on to? I know you're a Giant fan, but y'all, y'all, about, to, y'all about to bet on a Penn State running back. When the last time we saw one of those do shit? Yeah. They should have got a quarterback. This you fucking pass rusher. Yeah. 
a pass yeah. rusher. That's what you need. This it was, his his name was Chubb. He was sitting right there. I don't know what the hell they doing in New yeah. York. Moving on. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. Y'all all saw the press conference. I saw when the mic was in front of him and the kids say, do I talk to you or do I talk to the microphone? <laughs> that was day one. And then he went and got See? naked for ESPN. Lord have mercy. See? You know, so you know they out giving the word on the street if he's really in doubt or not too. So now he's gonna have a little dick jokes going around town. <laughs> um, last person, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let the fans ask you questions, yeah, 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 and yeah, I'm yeah. gonna keep it organized. Yeah, yeah. Cam Newton. Give me a break. I'm so oh. sick of that shit. No, no, no. Because why? Evidently, Cam Newton. You know, Google machine only goes back to like 1993. It don't go back to January 26, 1992. And the only reason I know that date is because I won my Super Bowl on the same date. Doug Williams was the first black quarterback to enter a Super Bowl. Put up 28 points in the second quarter after damn near killing himself, yeah. splitting in half, yep. lighting that ass up, and then telling mom, "I'm going to Disney World." And then Cam Newton shows up and says. I'm going to do something no black quarterback ever done in the Super Bowl. Y'all know what that was? Pout like a bitch after getting his ass whooped. <laughs> right. I, I have a problem with that. Right. No I, will, I will defend any quarterback to the end of the earth because there's only two football players on the football field that think that's the kicker and the goddamn quarterback because they got a lot of shit coming at them. The kicker wants to know the range, the, the wind, and all this other shit. Quarterback want to know how many over here. I got two safeties, one safety. That's the only one that thinks. The rest of us is out there playing. Right. Cam Newton evidently didn't realize that he was going because I got to tell you all this. On Friday night before that January 26th Super Bowl, I laid in that bed on Friday night and I went, Sap, if this shit don't go right. Lord, please give me the power and the strength to be able to stand in front of that damn media and not make a fool of my damn self. Because right. right. this shit could go both ways. Right. <laughs> you have a chance of losing this damn game, and if you've never faced that possibility, I don't think he ever looked at it that way that whole week. I, oh, I'm just this. He assumed he was going to win. Oh, yeah. boy, when you assume it makes an ass of you. I want good, quick hits for Warren Zapp questions. Stand up loud, loud and, and, and clear. I wanted to know what he thinks of the Browns this year. The question is, what do you think of the Browns this year? All right. <laughs> Basically, but you know what? They had the number one pick, and you know, no, no, they're on hard knocks, too, with the fat-ass Bob Wiley with his jump gun. <laughs> that was my first offensive line coach. I'm going I'm to tell you something about the Cleveland Browns offensive line coach that we saw going hut with his gut jumping. My first year in the National Football League, Sam Weiss was my head coach, and Bob Wiley was the offensive line coach, that, the one you have. No, no, no. The one that she knows who he's talking about. The, the one with the gut jumping, everybody knows everybody this. Knows. Oh. Everybody knows this. This is the hottest thing on the internet right now. I even got it. I'm like, give me a break. No, no. Sam Weiss said to Bob Wiley, you know why your players are pussies? Because they're coached by a pussy. And I can't believe he's the whole line coach right now. You're right down the pike there. Stay loud it, just loud. I'm going to get as many Told as I him can. in front of the whole team. I'm like, fight Damn. him. Fight him. <laughs> Slap him. Do something. Go ahead. Tom Dungy. Wait, what is oh, the no, question? No, 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 I got you. I got you. I got him. I got him. We get, we get asked right. this question all the time. Whose championship is it? Is it Tony Dungy's team or is it Gruden's team? It's very simple. We were taught the fundamentals of the game by Dungy, but we wasn't taken over the top by Dungy because we gave up $8 million in four draft picks for Johnny. So, trust me, my offense was on fire when we got in that damn playoffs, and there was no way I was going home without a damn championship. So, 
All right. It's, John, it's, Johnny, it's Johnny's team, but it's Down the middle, right, right there. The stand internet. up. You. Just loud, loud and clear. Uh, your relationship with Al Davis, uh, how oh. was he? How awesome was that? Oh. You I swear to you, I got to tell you one of the best stories I have. I first get to Oakland. I'm standing there. It's me, Charles Woodson, Jerry Rice, and Rich Gannon. So I got my quarterback, my receiver, and, the, and, the, and my cornerback. All of them, you know, Raiders forever and all of this. And Mr. Davis had a distinct <laughs> cologne he wore, and he had that walker. And I swear to God, we were standing there, and we all went. And I, I look back because I'm, I'm behind. So I turn around to look back. And when I turn back, all of them are gone. I mean, what the fuck? This is me. Warren. I said, what's up, Mr. Davis? What's good, baby? Oh, no. I heard a bunch of voices around this corner. I'm like, yeah, they all hauled ass. I guess I don't know the smell of you yet. <laughs> Mr. Davis like, yeah, they run from me, Warren. They're afraid I'm going to tell them what they fucked up in the game. I mean, Mr. Davis was the best. I mean, you could not hide from this man. If you messed up on a Sunday afternoon, he'd walk up to you in the locker room, you butt naked going to the shower and stop you. <laughs> Y'all know Bobby Hamilton, right? <laughs> you know DN for the Patriots? He walked up on Bobby one time after Houston say, Hey Bobby, look like they were running in the C gap. <laughs> <laughs> they were running in the C gap. I'm like, oh Jesus. He knew football. He knew football. Brooklyn, Al loud, Davis. And they, right there, loud. The great Al Davis. Yep. Question is, who's the best offensive lineman that he faced? Randall McDaniel and Larry Allen. But Why? In the, but in the other order, is Larry Allen then Randall McDaniel? What? Because if I had a choice, I'd want to see Randall before I saw Larry. What, what made, what makes a great offensive lineman? What is it? Because it's such an obscure thing to even knowledge. Feet, hands, and head, and four friends. Because they're never any good by themselves. <laughs> That's why they always in packs. Whenever you see an old line, they like cattle. They all together. I hate them. Okay. Um, right here, my man. Right here. I ain't got one. I only do it. I only do it on Sunday afternoon, and then after Tony Gwynn got his face eaten off, my name Warren. My drug of choice is marijuana. Guy in the middle, right there, tall, standing up. Loud. Hey, I got him. What advice I have for young football players? Have fun. And as you as fathers and, and mothers, don't, don't, allow, don't, hey, don't allow them to play until they get to high school, until their brains are fully developed. Because you don't want this damn weekend warrior hitting your kid upside the head 300 times a year. Come on. Nobody gives a damn if it's third and seven and he don't recognize a double reverse. Nobody gives a damn about that. When I, when, I, when I go to the Hall of Fame every summer, me and Jim Brown don't sit around and talk about Pop Warner championships. I promise you. Fuck out of here. Odell, right here. there, right in the middle. What Fuck question? Loud and clear. Come on, baby. Ooh, Randy Moss. I always say Randy Moss. That son of a bitch. No, 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 I'm serious. Now I got to tell you this. We, it was 1998, his first year. I didn't turn the ankle or something, and we go into Minnesota. <laughs> and I remember this vividly because he had three catches, 108 yards, two touchdowns, the first three times he touched this bitch. So they, no, no, they're coming off the field, and I'm looking at Brooks. I say, hey, you might want to slow these motherfuckers down. They're on an 84-point pace. He looked at me and said, what? I say, 21 times 4 is 84, goddammit. <laughs> he was the ultimate weapon because y'all knew this. When he put that yoke up, 
put that bitch up and he going to go get it. It's either a touchdown, defensive pass interference, or incomplete pass. Two of those, two of those three are good things for an offense. So, I mean, I, I'm playing with Kerry Collins. I bullshit you not. Kerry Collins come to me in the middle of a game. Warren, what do I do? I said, throw it to the motherfucker. He putting his hand up. What? Nobody else wants the ball, son. What are you doing? Well, I, well, I, I was taught not to do that. I'm like, that's fucking Randy Boss. Throw it to him, you asshole. <laughs> All right, I'll do it right here. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Come on. Let me wait. The question is, when he got Ooh. his Hall of Fame jacket. Now that now that's tough because I was very very fortunate to go in the 50th anniversary year. So they brought back like 115, wow. 118 Hall of Famers. So no no, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I get to fuck. I get to run up to Roger Staubach and he's got to give me a hug. I get to go up to Bob Lilly and like, like take a selfie and Bob Lilly don't know what a fucking selfie is. <laughs> I, I get to bother Jim Craver and fucking, fucking, oh my God, all the greats that, like Montana, I get to walk up on Montana like Ronnie Lott, I fucking bump him all the time and shit. I mean, I sit with Floyd Little, Jim Brown, Mean Joe Green, and fucking, uh, what's my other man? Mel Blunt. Six foot four. And that's why I eat Every time I, I go to the Ray Nisky lunch and I sit right there with them dudes and I eat, and I'm like a kid in the candy store, man. The best thing my homeboys did for me, they put my son at the end of the line. So Lawrence Taylor is sitting at the end of all 113, I think, returning Hall of Famers. He has flip-flops on. Y'all saw that picture I shared with Bill Belichick <laughs> with the flip-flops on with Rich Eisen, you know, with the flip-flops. So that's what Lawrence gets that from, is from Bill. So he's standing at the end of the line with his flip-flops on, and I look down and go, you rusty foot bastard. So he grabs me, light skin, come here. And he hugging me and- He called you light skin? Yeah, cause we the, two dark, we the two darkest dudes you can find in the world. Uh. So we always have a contest like who's the most light skin. So after I get finished talking with him, my, my 15 year old son is standing right there. Wow, yeah. I got a picture of a mug with it. It's, it's one of those classic moments. So that's my guy. He was, my guy was at the end. Wow. All right, I want one more really right here from, yep. the, from the young Come lady on. right here. Got, right here, the bearded one. Bearded one. Loud and loud. Do you feel bad about taking the rocks job? Do you feel bad about taking the rocks job? Explain the history. You know what? You know what? I, I, love, I love the wrestling, and I love y'all wrestling fans, but I want to tell y'all something. The Rock never had the goddamn job. I don't know what, I don't know who the hell that ghost rider he got, but somebody's got a fucked up memory because <laughs> he wasn't hurt when I got there. I got there in 91. I mean, he was supposed to have been some, some badass from the Big 33. I was just a tight end. Did you ever you imagine? When I left high school? Yeah. I show y'all a picture of me in high school. Y'all were like, no way that's him. I'm 232 pounds. Did you ever imagine this dude would be the biggest movie star in the world? Was there anything like special? No, no, no. He is. No, no. Like I've always said, the two teammates I've had since college in the 13 years of the National Football League, I would Dwayne Rock Johnson and Trent Dilfer, the two dudes that my sister could date. Okay. They're good guys. Yeah. They're good guys. Trent Dilfer, man. Trent Dilfer, good dude, man. Shitty quarterback, but a real good teammate. I know I'm serious. Listen, the U.S. Open come around, he had that damn pool and shit. The, the British Open, the pool. I mean, I'll tell you, great. Great gambling games with him and everything, but... No, Ty Devin doesn't have a championship. Yeah. Trent got champions, a Super Bowl. Champions like champions. Final, my final question. Based on everything we know, who's playing, who's healthy, today in August... 
Come February, based on everything we know today, who's winning the Super Bowl? If I knew that, I'd be fucking making a bet, <laughs> earning 20%. What the hell's wrong with this man? <laughs> so if you're asking me to put money on it, I'm going to go by your rule. You never bet against the Patriots. Pa Patriots, Patriots, Steelers, championship game. Let's see, NFC. It's so shitty over there right now. God damn. Hey, I, lo I love my NFC. Hey, I love my NFC. I did nine years in that bitch. But boy, right now, it's, it's like a crapshoot. Jesus. All right, you, you, you know you know. Hey, man, well, you know you know. It is what it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp. Warren thank you, thank you, thank you. The good brother. Warren Sapp. Hall of Famer. All right. This has been a good show. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this. You can mark this down. I'm gonna, you could say this, you could mark this down. This is going to be a hell of a podcast Word. because right now, it's Word gonna be up. a hell of a podcast because I'm bringing out the guy who said it's gonna be a hell of a story. Welcome to the stage right now, Ryan Allen, punter for your New England Patriots, and Julian Edelman. Yeah, J.E. The great Julian. Edelman, where the fuck is he? <laughs> J.E. Julian. All right, so I'm going to just, I'm going to just, uh, we're going to talk some, uh, we're going to talk some stuff. Now listen, you guys are professional football players. You guys are professional football players. My man here, Ryan, you want to have one of the longest tenures as a New England Patriot, yet I feel like your body is like you got the Tom Brady body. <laughs> the baby face a little bit. I'll, I'll probably look like I'm 25 when I'm like 50. But, How old are you? Uh, 28. Wow. Like, do you, like, like, how awesome is it to be part of such a prestigious team? I got to keep... Got to give him props. And like you walk around anonymously, and but you're like such an integral part of of this whole run. It, it has. It's been a it's been a crazy journey to say that I've been to more Super Bowls throughout the seasons than I haven't is uh, is pretty crazy. It's 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 amazing to see what happens, you know, in the long hours of been each to day three and Super weeks. Bowls in six years. Yeah. Three Super Bowls in six Damn. years. Woo. And most players don't get to one. All right, yeah. and Jules, the question everybody wants to know for you, how is your knee? It's feeling a day better than yesterday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they know how it goes here. We don't, we don't give out scout reports, right. anything. How? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the fantasy football guru, you yeah. fuck you. <laughs> so, 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 have you, have you, has anyone like bumped into you like during practice, like, the first time that you got bumped into, tripped up, like when did you start feeling like, I'm good, I'm feeling like myself? We know <laughs> no, he's a fucking beast. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's been, it's, I appreciate it. It's been, a, it's been an interesting process because, you know, you go through OTAs, organized team activities, and like mini camps. And it's, it's all part of, like, the process of injury when, when you're coming back. So you got to learn how to walk. you got to learn how to run. you got to learn how to do all these cuts. 
And then you learn in training camp, you get physical activity. So you get guys leaning on you, you get to hit a guy, and it, it develops stress that your, your knee needs to feel in order to get prepared for uh, an NFL football season. So I think, it's been, I think it's been good. And, you know, I think our training staff uh, that I've been working with has got me prepared super well for it. So, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a hell of a year. I love that. Yeah. Now, now when, when, you say, when, you, when you say hell of a year, I get the goosebumps. And I, and I asked you this before. And, and we, we, we've talked about, I mean, Sap was up here talking about the Super Bowl. When you said it's going to be a hell of a story, I was at home going, <laughs> you fucking asshole, this thing's over. How did you know that you guys even had a chance? I mean, it was, the gap was so far. That particular moment, like, were you like, did you believe that in your head? I, I honestly did. Um, you know, we, we've, our coach, if you guys know, Darth Vader, Coach Belichick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We love him to death, but he's, he's hard to play for because he makes, in practice, he makes the situation of everything like 10 times harder than it's ever going to be in a game. Explain that. What do you mean? So if, if it's, we're running a two-minute drill, he'll, he'll give us 30 seconds, no timeouts. We got to get 80 yards, and it's like life or death. Like, and we're over here practicing the bingo situation, the, the, the church situation, all these situations which... You know, you got to get out of bounds, you got to get down, you have a timeout, you have this. So when we get into these types of, you know, messes like we have in, in that Super Bowl, um, you know, we, you know, personally, you know, I've played against Cleveland. We were, we were down in 2013. We're down by 14 points with two minutes ago. We end up sneaking a win away. We're down to, you know, New Orleans in 2013 with eight, you know, I think eight points with a minute and 30 to go, we end up sneaking a win away there. So I have all these like implanted in my head and, you know, with the situational play that we practice and practice and with having, you know, the best quarterback of all time and a bunch of studs everywhere else, you know, guys, there's an old thing called, you know, the pucker, you know, they don't pucker up when, when, you know what I'm talking about? Right. They don't, they, they don't pucker because, you know, our, our head coach is, he always preaches. He wants a tough, smart football team that can perform under pressure. So, um, you know, we, we practice that crap. It sucks, but it's, it helps us in the long run. I mean, that is like, it's literally like one of the, like the great quotes from on the field. This show is all about trash talk. I've went through this with Julian. When you're back there throughout the years of being a punter, on the defensive side, who are some of the, like, the, the biggest talkers that have come at you? What's some of the craziest thing people have like, said at you, like defenders, when they're talking shit? And how would I fare on the defensive line as a, talk sh- a shit talker? Well, you'd be kind of weak if you were coming at me, honestly. <laughs> it, because I'm not much of a, uh, other than swinging my leg or something, I'm not like, uh, that, if you're coming out there at me, like, that's, that's not a good look for a defensive back, a linebacker, or a safety. Like, don't come after but me. Isn't, you just look fucking weak. But isn't, that, day, isn't right? that part of it, though? Like, if I see you, I'm like, that's food right there. Right. Like, I'm, so, so when uh, you're... To so be when, honest with you, like, some of those, like, secondary guys are, like, 180 sometimes. They're kind of they're small. So they're not, the, the, it's, the, it's the backers and like the, the running backs on special teams plays that can have some added size, but you, that, they're never coming after me. 
they're always it's it's the this guy when between the offense and the defense and they're they're bucking helmets out there and stuff you'll this guy's an this what what you get get a watch from this guy from a sideline perspective you can't really hear what jules is probably saying to him because i'm on the sideline all the time is he a shit talker oh he's talking bad shit just by his body lingo like you can actually you just know what's probably being said to that other person but it's just it's that's what the game is i mean jules jules could probably explain it a little bit more like but that's the way it goes are you like a whisperer? Like, because Larry Bird was like no, infamously a, a shit talker, but he wasn't like, you never would see, come, like, it would always be like in passing, he'd be like, your mom's, or three-pointer, <laughs> you know, and then you'd hear other players talk about it, whereas like Reggie Miller, Michael Jordan, Gary Payton, like you could tell they were going. So, so guys that you've gone against all throughout your, your career, who are some of the guys that get you going and that, like, you're like, I know I got to need, I need, a, like, a, like a, a lozenger because I'm going to be talking today. Like, who are the other talkers? It, you know what? The league has gotten, it, it, it doesn't talk quite like it used to. Because of what? I don't, I don't know. I Crack think it's, down. I, I don't know what it is. Early in my career, though, like, when I was playing against Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, uh, you know, some of those guys, they would... It, it's, it's a different kind of talk. It's, it's more of like a, a, a respectful competitiveness yeah. where, you know, he's going to lay my, my clock out. He'll hit me. He'll, he'll pick me up and say, all right, young buck, you know, I'm going to get you there. And then, you know, like, fuck that. You know, fuck you. You, know, you just, you just kill me. You know, so then, then it evolves to, you know, DBs. There's been a couple of DBs out there that like to talk, but it, it's, it's just different because no one likes to fight like every play, like, I, I take every play like if it's a run or a pass, I'm in. I'm getting in a fight. So like, they a lot of guys don't like they don't like the they don't like it. You got to let them know you're gonna be there all day, and then it wears them out. So it's it's a psychological battle a lot of the time with with me. So like, you know, I'm I'm gonna even if it's a play away from me and I'm running, I'm gonna like punch him and get under his skin just to kind of like let him know like. There's, there's no plays off, Bubby. But, but even like when you, when you made that catch, the one where you're, you're you, like, like I know you have an edge. You have, like, and I, I feel like the smaller guys in all sports, whether it's Muggsy Bodes, Nate Robinson, like I feel like you guys are crazy because you don't see yourself the way we see you. Well, I see you like, this is a little shit. And I know the defenders <laughs> see you like, this is a little shit. But, but, like, when you're like, this is going to be a hell of a story, or when you're like, it was a catch. It was a catch. You weren't like, yo, it was a fucking catch. It was a fucking catch. In the Atlanta game, when are you really, because, like, if I see him, like, this guy's like Opie Cunningham guy, but I know that's not really who you are. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, like I said, I, if I do something well, I'm going to let a guy know because, okay. you know, it's one of those things where... It's, it's like when, it, when all the fellas out there played on, you know, in the asphalt at recess, you're playing tag, flag, you know, you're out there with your fellas, you're out there talking shit to each other. That's right. how it goes. But if someone does something good, you know, you put your tail in between your legs, and you say, all right, man, you fucking hit me on that one, so fuck you, I'm going to get you next time. You know, it's like one of those things. It depends on certain guys and certain teams. You know, usually when we play some New York teams, it's a little different, but... Are they, they're, they're, talking to, they're talking to people? I, I tell you right now, in, in 2009, 10, 11, watching those jet, the Jets and Bart Scott and that whole group with Coach, Coach Rex Ryan, I mean, I, I literally saw Bart Scott go up to our offensive coordinator at the time and say, fuck you. 
like right to his face, like literally like this far. And like the coach at the time, I won't say no names, but he, we used to call him tea kettle or teapot because he just blew a fuse. He's like, ah, oh, I'm going to get you. But I, I'm, that's when I was like, welcome to the NFL. Like, oh my God, what did he, that's a player. To it was Talking, going right up to a, to it, a reckless. It was reckless, but that's how it goes with, with some of those jets teams. All right, listen, I, I, I'm not going to keep you guys up here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take questions because you've already got over. We're not, we already got over. I want to thank you guys for coming. Thank you for all the support. And I wish you guys luck. And, and yes, I will sir. be on the sideline. I will be on the sideline in a Julian Edelman jersey when you get back. Julian Edelman. This has been a hell of a podcast. All right, we've been up here longer than we're supposed to, and I don't want to get kicked out. So I will... The, the young lady, uh, you had a question. I'll, I'm going to do some questions before we shut it down. The, yeah. I want to know if you really watch The Real Housewives. Real, does a bear shit in the woods? It's a pig ball. I want to know when they're going to make The Real Housewives of Boston. Can you imagine that shit show? Who, who's going to be your lady? I, I, I love The Housewives. I'll tell you, as much as I love sports, and we've been sports heavy tonight, and, I, and I'm, I'm really planning on doing it. I would love to do just a Housewives podcast because as, 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 as insane as it, as it seems, like I equate it, like, it, like essentially, it's like fantasy sports for women, in a way. My favorite house, I'll give you my... Calm down. It's like, it's like you bring like Warren Sapp... Julian Edelman for the guys, and then housewives for the women. Like, my my favorite housewives: Bethany, Erica Jane, and Nene Leakes. Those would be my three. Um, Who was the big swinging dick on the set of True Romance? You're 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 like you mean like who was like the man on True Romance? <laughs> I, um, well, True Romance. Because everybody's scenes were separate, you know, like Val Kilmer had his scenes with Christian Slater and Christian, Chris, Chris, uh, Christopher Walken, you know, he had his little stuff. wasn't little, it was great, but he had his contained scenes with Dennis Hopper. It wasn't the kind of set where there was like the guy. It was sort of like a bunch of different guys. And the thing that was really cool about working on True Romance is that Everybody, all those people, Samuel Jackson, uh, Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, everybody was just so hyped to be in it. And that, along with Beautiful Girls, are probably the only two experiences where it was like, they, 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 you know, in sports they say a culture of winning. Like those sets were like a, a good culture. Like everybody was like cool with each other. And not every set is like that. So sometimes you have a, a set that's, not a culture of winning it. It could be a good film. And sometimes you can have a culture, a set that, that like, or TV show that's very successful, but it's a bunch of assholes. So, it, it, same type of thing. It was like rotating cast. Um, what? No, he's trying to, he's trying to. Oh, yeah. He's trying, get him. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, try, I'll try to get one. I forgot about it. My, and, and because we've been going for so long, my throat is starting to hurt. Uh, Oh, fuck my throat. Fuck you! <laughs> you say fuck my throat! Uh, right. Question over there. Mary Lou Retton never reached out to me after my book. 
I went to Madison Square Garden in 1984. I was in love. I had cologne on. I had my shirt tucked in. I had, I had, I had, uh, uh, <laughs> the Pierre uh, Cardin. I, uh, and she, everything in that story in the book about Mary Lou Retton was true. I fell in love with Mary Lou Retton and she was not responsive. And she's a little rude. I wrote a, a soon to be New York Times bestselling chapter about her, yet I haven't heard from her. I think she's like, a, you know, like very uh, religious. So I, I don't think I'm her type. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you in the middle, in the pocket there, you. Can I do a Robert De Niro line of the week? Bobby, I can make one up. I can make one up. 75 years old. 75 years old, you fuck. You come to the show asking me about lines? You fuck you. Listen. Yes. Make sure you notice. Yes. Never, never, take, uh, never take the shit talking too seriously. Like I, everything I said genuine about Boston is genuine. And when I break the balls, it's all ball breaking. I love this city. I love the people of this city. Me too. And I love the spirit of this city. Boston, Roxbury. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast live from Boston. This has been a great crowd. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. I told you it was going to be a hell of a story. I told you it was going to be a hell of a podcast. I want to thank Warren Sapp, Jermaine Wiggins, and special guest showed up out of nowhere, our guy Julian Edelman. Really appreciate that. Appreciate the great crowd, the great response from Boston. Uh, Can't wait to go back there. What a good crowd, good people. It was great to meet and greet every single one of you guys. Uh, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. We're out.